0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? The beginning of a brand new podcast week now. I am preparing this so that we might be able to walk obediently with the Lord and the hope that you were able to spend the day worshiping God on the Lord's day and giving Him what is due. Actually, our, our singing and our worship and everything, I am I am certain, falls so far short of what God actually deserves. And uh, yet we do our best to give Him the praise and the adulation that He actually deserves. Welcome to the podcast today, and I trust that you've started your day in meditation and prayer and really walking with the Lord and the reality of His presence. And uh, this week, uh, I noticed lately that There's been a great deal about Pride Month or Pride Week been going on, and so I think it would be an appropriate time for us to turn to the Scripture and get some perspective on what God thinks about uh, that whole issue of pride. And I think the best place for us to start this morning is in the Word of God, obviously, but to be able to reorient our thinking about the danger of self-confidence, Reading an article not too long ago by John MacArthur, who I credit with this thought, but uh, he was talking about how we live in an age that really exalts self, self confidence, self esteem, self worth, self reliance. You hear this all the time, it's perpetually a drum that's being beaten particularly even in our school and education systems that our children and uh, young people are being taught that that's what it's all about, is all of this self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-worth. But we understand that the Bible gives us a little different perspective on this, and I hope that you'll get this perspective today. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, the Word of God says, "'I am crucified with Christ.'" Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we are those as believers today who are crucified with Christ. We no no longer live as entities unto ourselves, but Christ lives in us. Really, our confidence is no longer in ourselves. It has to be in Christ. Self-confidence is a logical opposite of confidence in Christ, and it leads down a road of great sin and pain and regret. I don't think that that's anywhere any better illustrated than in the life of, of uh, Peter, particularly Peter's denial of Christ. It's an illustration, I think, of several causes of... Uh, and consequences of self-confidence. And I Peter ha- I believe Peter had an overabundance of that. and I believe there's instruction there in the Bible to help us to stave off those things that are going to cause us to have such spiritual shipwrecks and stra- struggles in our lives. In Mark chapter 14, verse 66 through 72, 66 to the end of the chapter, uh, you have a record of Jesus' trial. Uh, It's a narrative of this uh, monkey trial or this false trial that Jesus was being put through. It was in the priestly home of Annas and his uh, son-in-law Caiaphas. They were co-high priests at that particular time. We read in the Bible there, you can look at it yourself, but Peter actually had separated from uh, the Lord there in the Garden of Gethsemane as he had been taken under arrest, and Peter and the other disciples, of course, had fled at that time. And the Bible tells us, though, that he had made his way into the courtyard of the house. It was a large—you can go there and visit it today—it was a large backyard-type courtyard— And he was literally trying to blend in by warming himself by a fire with other people that were gathered. And for the next two hours, while Jesus was on trial, uh, Peter was close by. And it wasn't very long, and a servant girl happened to come along. And when she did so, she told Peter that I've seen you with Jesus. And of course, Peter denied that. He moved in closer to the porch, and Peter again denied. Her, it seemed like it was a constant accusation that he had been with Jesus, and now what was happening is it attracted the attention of those people that were attending, and they began to join in. Some and many of them accused him that he was with Jesus, and finally, Peter literally cursed and swore that I don't even know who that man is. And immediately we're told the Bible by the Bible that the uh, the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered that Jesus had told him before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Well, when Peter denied Christ for the third time, the rooster crowed and the Lord, the book of the gospel of Luke chapter 22, verse 61, I've always been staggered by this verse, even from the time I was a young man that the Lord turned and literally looked at Peter. He looked straight into Peter's eyes. The gaze of the Lord Jesus was on him and certainly a knowing look. Uh, I don't know if his trial had ended at that point or maybe it was in the middle and Jesus was just had his mind on Peter's circumstance rather than the false accusation, accusations that were given against him. But whatever be, the case may be, um, He, his, his, you know, here is the Lord. His garments are covered with sweaty blood and uh, he had been in agonizing prayer in the garden. He's bound. He'd been taken to this courtyard and he looked right into the eyes of Peter. Don't you know, folks, that that was a look that Peter likely never forgot. And so the collapse of Peter was pretty much complete at that point. It was frozen in that moment when their eyes met. Now how did this happen? How does this happen to a man who literally has walked with Christ for three and a half years? A man who saw his miracles and his teaching? How did it come to the point where this man entirely caved under the circumstances at that moment? A danger of self-confidence. I would suggest to you, number one, he boasted too much. We all know that if you read the biographical sketches of Peter in the Bible, that he was confident in himself. He was a strong man. He was, he was the man. He could handle anything. Lord, I'll go with you anyway. I'll follow you anywhere, even to death. And his warm, I think genuinely affectionate feelings toward Christ really bolstered this high opinion of himself. And consequently, Peter had way too much confidence in his own strength too much confidence in his flesh. Second, let me suggest to you today, he listened too little. Do you remember that time uh, when Jesus literally warned Peter repeatedly, there's a lot of danger waiting for you, Peter. Satan wants to sift you, but you're going to deny me Peter just brushed off those things like they were nothing. The warnings didn't take uh, take up in his mind or his heart. He didn't take the word of the Lord seriously. He ignored and rejected the warnings and reproof from the mouth of Christ. And therein lies another great danger for Peter. And then last, let me suggest, he prayed too little. He boasted too much. He listened too little. Uh, and he prayed too little. You remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, Uh, Through the prayer, that time of prayer meeting in the garden, the Lord went away to pray and he said, why don't you watch and pray with me? And so the Lord said in the garden, when he approached the disciples, when they had, they had literally dozed off, he said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Jesus taught Peter in the disciples prayer to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Well, Peter should have been awake and praying instead of sleeping. There's a great danger, listeners, that uh, we fall into those same trap that uh, the Apostle Peter actually fell into. I want to look at this a little bit more in the next podcast, so don't forget to listen in to tomorrow's podcast so that we might be able to make better sense out of Peter's denial and the real danger of self-confidence and where it can lead you as a believer in Christ. Walk with the Lord. Avoid those things uh, that Peter stumbled over and walk with Christ. God bless you. Trust in Him.